the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I said, are you gonna be my girl? Woo-woo! Hulk Day! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Indeed it is. Happy Hump Day, my babies. And we have such fun stories to talk about tonight. I'm just super excited, not only because it's Hump Day and we're that kicks us off, rolling us into the weekend, not just because it's rolling us into National Chocolate Cake Day, which is tomorrow, which is always a, a highlight of my year. Say what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because there's actually speculation that we that uh, the Biden administration and Joe Biden might have an opportunity to kick Kamala to the highest court in the land. So there's lots of speculation. And the message said, yeah. And of message. Lots of uh, lots of juicy speculation about the Supreme Court today and the fate of Kamala Harris. Got to talk about that. Got a serious conversation we got to have about a border crisis going on. And I'm not talking about the Ukraine border, although um, it things are looking pretty hot over there. And uh, we've got a possible military. I, I, well, we don't want to call it war necessarily. I, I don't want to use the W word, but we're looking at the potential of military action and the dedication of U.S. troops. So we've got to be serious about that. We've got the potential. Uh, yeah, there's some um, discussion going on in the federal government as to whether or not they're going to solve the crisis, crisis of the Biden inflation with a rise in interest rates. Well, um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I took my econ classes. So we've got the financial thought doctor is going to be here to share with you the reality of whether or not raising interest rates is going to solve anything. And bring it involved in the supply chain or the inflation crisis. And then, of course, we've got some other topics to bring to you guys. We've got the first law of its kind has been passed in the state of California. That is the the first, uh, not just the first of its kind, but the, the first attempt that could really challenge. I don't know how to, how to, how to say it. I, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but this law is the first I've seen that's a, a true real attempt to pierce the second amendment. And so we're going to, we're going to share that law with you guys later. And there's actually been a lawsuit that's been filed by Harmeet Dillon, who's an RNC committee woman. And she's also a, an attorney who's filed a lawsuit against uh, the, the city in Northern California where they have passed this law. You know how, what I always say that, that these are the kinds of things that start in a small area and then Republicans and conservatives don't necessarily pay attention to it. And then before they know it, it's, it's spread across the nation, kind of like uh, white privilege and CRT classes. So we're going to share that with you guys a little bit later. And also a little pop culture news. We've got news coming out of Disneyland. I'm telling y'all, it, it, it ain't going to stop with your chocolates that you eat. It ain't going to stop with your candies. It's not going to stop with the TV shows you watch or even any of your entertainment areas. So we've got to get into that with you guys a little later. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on the topics of the day. Joining me as always, my sidekick, whether it's hump day or any other day, except he's not going to be here tomorrow, is DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous potato. 
That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And unanimously, I vote, do not change the image of Minnie Mouse. We'll get into that later. She doesn't need to look frumpy. Well, you've already given you've already given no, it away, no, no, man. No, people don't know. Okay, all right, all right. Maybe, maybe. Uh, well, we've got something else we'll share with y'all later. You might get a comment on that. Well, someone's we'll... getting a makeover. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, I, I thought makeovers were you know something that are in our nation's rearview mirror because we're kind of sick of the makeover shows, right? Like on Oprah and others where they did a makeover of people. You know that's that's so tired. It's so old. All right. So speaking of a makeover. How do I how do I segue from that? Uh, the makeover of Kamala Harris. They've been trying to figure out for a while how they're going to get rid of this woman. Tough sell. Because um, how are they going to get rid of, you know, how do you solve a problem like Kamala Harris, right, as the song from Sound of Music plays? And there's a lot of speculation as there was a leak today that Justice Breyer who is the oldest Supreme Court justice. He's been on the bench the longest. He is a far-left progressive. We know, we've know we known for a while that there was a lot of pressure on him uh, to go ahead and retire because they know that they're going to lose. I mean, this is, uh, they know that they're, they're going to lose um, probably both houses of Congress in 2022. So this is, this is likely to be their last chance of getting him replaced. And so they leaked out that he planned to retire. It was not something that an announcement he had made. I mean, talk about complete disrespect. I mean, you know, uh, they've not only pressured this dude to shove him out the door. You know, they've all but sh- they all but locked him out and changed the code on the on the entrance way, right? And took his took his, you know, key fob away from him to get into the parking garage. So they leak it out today and immediately the speculation was was it going to be Cacala? And um it would it would accomplish a couple of things if it was um, because they know they're going to lose the Senate. So um, they know 2022 is gone. So uh, that means they've got to prepare for 24. And that means they've got to prepare for 24 now because they know that Joe Biden is absolutely unfit. If they could have gotten oh, he rid won't of, make it. He was not going to make it. They would have they, they should have and would have gotten rid of him four to six months ago, which is when everybody, including myself, really speculated that the change that the, the, the shift to get rid of Biden and put her in the top spot was going to be over the summer. But they couldn't because that's how abysmal. She is. So um, this would accomplish beginning to prep for 24 and maybe even they thought they could maybe somehow salvage 2022 by replacing her with, you know, Hillary. Um, it would also accomplish the fact that he promised to have a black woman be the next Supreme Court justice. And even though lots of people like to quibble as to whether or not she's not African-American because she, I guess she's part Jamaican and her mother's from uh, from India. I don't quibble over that. I think that's nonsense, right, when, when people go that route. She's a woman of color. But the problem is, is that it's too obvious. They can't, they can't be, uh, they can't be that obvious. Uh, the time to have made this. Can they? Cause I think they, just, they are pretty good at just showing their hand and not caring, Andrea. Um, I, I don't think they can at this point because, and the reason why I think they can't is because he has lost a lot of the progressives on the left and not giving them uh, the a, a lot of the agenda items that they wanted. He hasn't pushed them through. So now you've got the squad coming out saying, you got to, you, you know, you owe us. And they've got their hand-picked progressives that they want, one of which um, is this, uh, I can't remember, I think her, um, Eiffel, I think is her last name, was was somebody who was, who who is somebody that was, devoutly defund the police. I mean, they've got, they've got some far, far, far left of Kamala Harris, uh, you know, ideas, the progressives do. And I also think, so I think it would be, uh, it, it would be too obvious. They, they're, um, 
I think that it was leaked instead of over the summer to kind of force Joe Biden's hand at this point um, to give them somebody that they wanted as opposed to um, allowing him to have the time. So I think this was a power play. Um, I, I think she's so, and she's so toxic and so tainted at this point that they don't really have an exit strategy for her except maybe faking her death somehow. I mean, you know, didn't the, did, didn't Olivia Newton John's uh, you know boyfriend at the time didn't they figure out that he faked his death and they're still waiting for him Something to show like up that, somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Her. She. Her. I mean, Biden's numbers are horrible. Hers are worse. Hers are worse. It, it, you know. I mean, hers are even at the height of the Bush hatred during the George W. Bush, uh, d- during the George W. Bush um, era, even at the height of that, even Dick Cheney, even after Dick Cheney, even after Dick Cheney shot somebody in the face out duck hunting, he had higher poll numbers than Kamala Harris. They, they, I, they don't have a play for her. But I want to get the, I, I, I want to pose this out there um, before we take a break and then we're going to bring in Congressman Biggs. The, the Times, everybody is saying the big question today is, uh, will she break the tie and actually vote herself in? And there, the Times actually has an interesting, and I'm not an expert on, on government. When I was a political science major, I studied the political philosophy, not government. But here's what Time, the, uh, um, I think it was the New York Times who actually put this okay. out today. The Senate is split 50-50 with Kamala Harris breaking the tie. So far, so good, given past senators, uh, given that past senators have changed the rules for judicial nominees to get across the finish line with just 51 votes. Uh, the so-called nuclear option is meant as a last resort, but with the exception of Chief Justice John Roberts, none of the current conservative justices cleared a 60-vote benchmark. Here's where it gets interesting. But the nuclear option can go into motion only if the Judiciary Committee reports the nomination to the floor, a procedural move that stays whether a majority on the committee recommends the full Senate consider the pick. Well, in a little-noticed backroom deal that took more than a month to hammer out, McConnell and and, uh, Chuck Schumer agreed to a power-sharing plan in February that splits committee membership, staffs, and budget in half. A full... um uh, the article goes on to say a full nonpartisan uh, analysis from the Congressional Research Service uh, regarding the current process for nominees is here. So I'm going to link this article so you guys can see AK isn't making this up here. Why does this matter? The article goes on to say if all 11 Republican members of the Judiciary Committee oppose Biden's pick and all 11 Democrats back her, the nomination goes inert. A pretty safe bet, it says, in a committee where at least half the Republican members have White House ambitions of their own. The nomination doesn't die, but it gets parked until a lawmaker, historically the leader of the party, brings it to the floor for four hours of debate. A majority of the Senate, 51 votes, typically can then put debate about the issue on the calendar for the next day. But that's the last easy part. When the potential pick comes to the floor again, it's not his nomination. At that point, it's a motion to discharge a cloture motion that then requires 60 votes. I'm reading it word for word because it would be difficult for me to explain, but they they cooked up this deal where they're splitting and it's not about 50-50 anymore. There's all these, there's this entire process that makes it to where it might end up having to be a 60 vote threshold. Nobody else is reporting this. Uh, I, this isn't my analysis. I'm giving it to you from the New York Times, and I'm going to post this on my Facebook page. We're going to take a break. We come back. Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be here to talk about the real border crisis we need to be dealing with. And let me tell y'all, it ain't over at Ukraine. 
Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, I was reading you guys from this. It's Time Magazine article, actually. Time.com. Do, do magazines even exist anymore? Time.com, in which they laid out uh, the procedure for which a resolute Republican Party can absolutely block a SCOTUS nomination right now if they uh, decide to. So, um that's interesting. I haven't heard anybody. Everybody else today is, is uh, focused on whether or not it's going to go to Kamala or if it's going to go to one of these far left progressive kooks. And by the way, only a black woman will be considered at this point, which I consider to be systemic racism. Um, joining me now to discuss uh, this momentarily before we move on to the most important border crisis that we face is my favorite congressman, Andy Biggs. And he joins me now. Hello, Congressman Biggs. Hey, Andrew, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm kind of I'm good and I'm giggling because y'all had the House Judiciary, uh, the GOP House Judiciary tweeted out their idea for the SCOTUS candidate. And his resume reads like this. Yale Law School, 1996, knowledgeable in international contracts, friends with foreign leaders throughout the world. Put Hunter Biden on your short (laughs) on on your short list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, well done, House uh, GOP. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to say on that, because this is about the Senate, not the House. I brought you on tonight because everybody's all like, you know, uh, the S- State Department's telling Americans, y'all got to get out of Ukraine like pronto. But oh, by the way, you got to get yourselves out on a commercial flight because we're not going to do anything to help you. And there's all this. Things are really getting hot over there. And as I said and have been saying, like on Newsmax this morning on my weekly inter- panel and for days, that the real crisis that we face on a border is not what's going on over there in Ukraine. It's our southern border, isn't it, Congressman? Andrew, you're 100% right. I mean, think about it. 178,000-plus apprehensions in December alone. Over half a million, almost 550,000 apprehensions in the last quarter of last year. And that was a decrease from the previous quarter. And uh, Russia puts 100,000 troops on the Ukraine border, and now all of a sudden we're talking about border integrity, mm-hmm. national sovereign integrity. But it isn't U.S. sovereignty. It isn't U.S. border integrity. It's the Ukraine. And that's that's absolutely unacceptable. Well, it is. And not and not just because it's about sovereignty and our and our right as a nation uh, to maintain our culture, to protect ourselves economically, but also to protect ourselves from a national security standpoint. I've interviewed multiple times now the uh, Todd Benzman from the Center of Immigration Studies. Mm-hmm. He's doing some of the best reporting on the Islamic terrorist that have been coming across the border. And the fact that they're coming individually doesn't mean they're not part of a network. We've still got one where there's a be on the lookout, a bolo out for this person because the Mexican authorities released him in violation of our cooperation agreement. So, the, uh, you know, um, this this is really frightening. And, you know, we, and we still have people using this this number, Congressman. I keep hearing and I've been hearing for 20 years. We've got 11 million illegal aliens in this country. We had 11 million here in 1990, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. I, I like there, there have been so many studies done by credible uh, outfits since then that estimate 20 to 30 million uh, illegal yes. aliens in the country today. And look, if you have two million illegal entries last year that we know about, 
and plus another probably half a million that we don't know about. Um, how in the world does that stay uh, 11 million or tw- even 12 million? It is, it has got to be seriously uh, north of 20 million in my mind and my closer to 30 million. And, uh, by the way, uh, the Democrats and many Republicans, uh, some of my colleagues in Congress, uh, not me, but some of them want to grant amnesty. And <sighs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me because you can't continue to put draw factors, incentives for people to come in illegally uh, when, you're, when you're not doing anything to stop people from entering illegally. And uh, yeah, we're not just right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's carrots involved. It's it's carrots to the degree incentives to come here to the degree that when they come here, they get more. They they not only don't get punished, they get more than an American citizen. They get free health care. They get free Mm -hmm. in-state tuition. If I've got a if I've got a friend of mine who's a single mother in Louisiana whose kid wants to come to college here in California, they got to pay a heck of a lot more in tuition than somebody woman who brought her kid across the border illegally. We've now got here in the state of California. We got Mussolini talking about how we've got to have uh, he already passed that uh, it's it for, you know health care for illegals they can't be denied you know f- so they get free health care now he wants to take us to to a single payer uh, which would then cover taxpayers providing uh, uh, under a single payer system that will cost every household a minimum increase of $12,000 a year increased in taxes. And that's just a part of the economic burden we've had here. We've got New York City now given 800,000 illegals the right to vote. Uh, you know, so you're going to allow somebody to break in and then vote in our elections. This is insanity going on here. Aren't you going to the border? Are you going to make a visit down there? I am. I am. Uh, I'm going to be down on the, bo- on the border Friday. Um, just, just another one of my quick hitters. I, whenever I get close to the border, I stop in, talk to, uh, some of my friends in the CBP who did, by the way, the rank and file, they are doing such a great job trying mm-hmm. to cope with this, yeah. but, but I don't know if you saw my Yorkus. This guy is a disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he should be impeached. I mean, I, I introduced resolution eight months ago for his impeachment, but he's only gotten worse. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be down on, on, on the border um, because, you know, people just don't get it. If you, if you don't go to the border and don't see it, it's hard to fathom. Mm-hmm. I mean, last time I was there, there's just a steady stream of people. My, my wife's there. I say, hey, hey, Cindy, would you take, take some videos of, uh, of me here? And while I'm standing there, just a steady stream of people coming across. <laughs> and you, you know what? They're all got, they all have cell phones. They get them from the <laughs> cartels. They get them from the cartels. And they're all, they are all FaceTiming back home Hey, we made it across, and yeah. and that's just the start of the journey. They were upset because they had to wait long, uh, you know, for the bus ride to the processing center, and then they're going to have to wait for a good day or two before they're released into the United States. Well, yeah, when that we had is what illegal aliens. Yeah, when we excuse me for interrupting, yeah. when we had um, the Remain in Mexico policy, we had some caravans that uh, that were redirected um, from I think it was Rio Grande area and, and even you know Arizona redirected over here to Tijuana, and they were complaining. Uh, news reporters were down there and they were complaining about the food they were given from the locals. I don't know if you've been to Tijuana, but it's some of the best food on the planet. And I was like outraged that these hardworking, you know, uh, locals were giving these people free food and they were complaining about it. The sense of entitlement from so many of them coming up here is absolutely astounding to me. And it's because they've been they've got organizations that are down there leading them to believe that they're going to get to come across here and just get all these incentives, as you put it. Then we find out last week that the TSA 
is allowing arrest warrants to be used as identification to board planes. That's exactly right. (laughs) I I mean, you start thinking about the subterfuge, the the undermining of the rule of law that this does. uh, America, freedom doesn't work unless you have the rule of law to protect uh, the the weak and the innocent from the, the bullies and the bad guys. And Good grief! What 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 these what they have done to America in just a short period of time, and uh, it's it's just utterly um, it's disgusting. And and it's time for us to just continue. We, we've got to be loud. People have got to be yelling and screaming about this. Otherwise, they're going to grant amnesty to to ten to twelve million uh, right off the bat, and that means that there'll be amnesty for twenty, and that means that that people will flood into this country. Well, yeah, because then um, won't we also we'll also have family reunification, right? We'll have yes. oh, yeah. we'll have chain migration as associated with it. Um, <clears throat> nobody's given attention to this. Everybody today is talking about the obvious. I talked about it. You know, the the Supreme Court today. We've got to talk Ukraine. These are important issues, but it's a pushing everything. I th- I think the the leak on Breyer was to take attention away from UK, Ukraine. But for over a year now, they've been doing everything that they could to keep the attention away from the border. Um, I've got to talk action items because I think it's wonderful you're going there. You're, you're here tonight. You're trying to raise awareness of this. But last time you were on the show last week, I got an email from a listener who said, you know, we got to make sure that we're, we're talking about things that we can do. Always ask Congressman Biggs and any Congress people when you have them on what the next step is in terms of a plan. What can we do? We don't have, you know, we don't have majorities, right, uh, now. Right. So once we bring attention to this, uh, what's the next step? What do we need to do here? Okay, so I'm going to give I'm going to give some. I'll go real fast. Number one, people need to be um, calling out uh, to to our minority leader Kevin McCarthy and say, Kevin, you need to organize today task force to investigate the Biden administration when we come to power in 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 the House. Why is that important? Because that's something we can do, and and the executive branch can't interfere with that. So we we've got that, and that includes border issues. Second thing. Um, we should be introducing amendments on every bill from here on out dealing with uh, that is introduced because they're going to bring back uh, the bill to bigger bankruptcy plan. By the way, mm-hmm. we should be we should be introducing amendments to get those on, try to get those on um, uh, with regard to border funding and border policy. Uh, the the next thing we need to be doing is we need to be. Um, make sure that we're going to have investigative committees. That's why we need the task force, mm-hmm. task forces. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just start going down. There are things we can do. Um, and, well, I think starting off with it. the Biden, excuse me for interrupting, because I know you got to go, but the, putting pressure on for a task force to investigate is key number one. The number one book right now, I think it's I think it's been the fastest growing uh, bestseller is Red Handed by Peter Schweitzer, in which he talks about the Biden family being so apt and not just the Biden family, but others, by the way, are being completely corrupted by the Chinese Communist Party to the tune of thirty one million dollars. Where is the the uh, the the plan to investigate has to begin today. And that actually will help help, uh, I think, propel us to even greater victory in twenty twenty two. Wrap us up, Congressman Biggs. Yeah. No, that, that's exactly right. And that's why we want the task force now, because we've got to make sure evidence is preserved. And we made it, need to make sure we are prepared. And we have to let the people know we will act. 
we're not going to, we're not going to sit on our hands. We're not going to play nice and say, oh, well, we won. And, and we want to be, we want to swing back to this uh, uh, era of civility. We have got to be strong because this is a revolution going on. If you don't understand that this is a revolution going on, you're you're missing what's happening from the left and from the Biden administration. Absolutely. And that open border is a key part of it to flood this country with as many socialists and people coming here to be a part of the the entitlement class is a key part of it. So uh, you'll have to come back next week and share with us if you've got any new findings on the border. And I thank you for what you do for us. Thank you. Thanks for what you do. Keep fighting the fight. I'll keep fighting, too. Thanks, Congressman. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. Coming up, we've got my other favorite guest, uh, Financial on Wednesdays, Financial Thought Dr. Dave Elhoff is going to be here. They made an announcement today on interest rates, and we're going to tell you what you need to know. So stay tuned. Get more from The Andrea Kay Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm excited that tomorrow is National Chocolate Cake Day, so I plan on eating copious amounts of chocolate cake tomorrow. All right, so there was an announcement today. We all know that everybody's been suffering uh, from Bidenflation, the worst in 40 years. Prices are sky high on everything supply. Don't worry, Andrea, they're going to fix it. Right? Uh, yeah, they're going to fix it, right? Um yeah. Um, gee, how are they going to fix it? They, the Department of Homeland Security said that they're going to make it to where any land, anybody coming here is not a citizen through land ports of entry is going to have to prove that they've gotten the, the uh, shot or um, show a negative test. Um, well, think about, remember NAFTA, how they passed NAFTA? How much of our goods and services and our produce comes up from Mexico? How is that going to affect our supply chain? So then today, to make matters worse, or yesterday, there was an announcement that today... They would tell us whether or not they were going to increase interest rates as a solution to inflation and that raising interest rates would actually bring prices down. I'm no economist. I'm no financial expert or financial thought doctor, but I do know one who is, and it's Dave Elhoff, and he joins me now. Hi, Dave Elhoff. Hey, AK. Rock on, baby. (laughs) You always make me laugh, even when I got to talk about bad economic news. Okay, so it's been a while since I studied the economy. um, But historically, I don't remember when raising costs for individuals over here in the form of interest rates actually brought down prices. In fact, back, I can remember when my parents, when they tried this back in the 70s after Carter, and my parents ended up buying a home in 1980 outside New Orleans at over 20% interest rates. That's how I see this playing out in the long term. Your thoughts? I remember those days. Yeah. I remember those days. It was awful. It was great if you were invested in money markets at that time, because you could get 16% on a money market. But, you know, right now, today, looking at it, Andrea, really, we're still on the 10-year Treasury bill at negative interest rates when you cost in inflation. Okay. So what works in a rising interest rate and rising inflation? Well, it's cyclical sectors like consumer discretion, energy. You think energy? Uh, financials, industrials, information, technology, materials. What doesn't work is what we call defensive sectors, communication services, consumer staples, healthcare, 
real estate utilities. Now, you people out there are thinking that. What the hell is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, you need to call me and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. we'll have a conversation and I'll direct you and show you because what you see out there is not what I see. Right. And what you don't see is what's going to get you. Right. Yeah, because okay. we, we're not economists. And so, um, and, and as consumers and as individuals live in our life, we think, okay, my initial reaction is, all I'm thinking about is we're going to jack, get jacked in the grocery store with increased prices. And we're now we're going to also get jacked with people that had to run up a credit card debt during, uh, the COVID lockdowns or trying to, trying to buy a mortgage. We think of it in simplistic terms because we're not financial thought doctors. Right. Yes. And what happens is, is that many folks out there, you have made decision years ago, you haven't revisited. And that decision that you made years ago affects what's going on right now. And if you don't revisit those decisions and chart it out, and that's what I do is I help you chart it out. I have a model that we put everything on when Everything is in there, What's, what you're doing, what you've done, and what you have, then we can chart it forward and say, doing what you're doing now, this is where you're going to be. Do you like it or do you hate it? If you don't like it, then we restructure. Because I use this acronym, AK, W-H-A. W, I ask my clients, what do you want? Then I say, what do you have? Okay. And then once I look at what you have, how does that apply to what you want? And if it doesn't, then we have to make adjustments. W-H-A-A. What you want, what you have, how does it apply what you're currently doing to what you're going to want eventually? And if not, then we have to make adjustments. So right now, when the Fed signals, and I'm looking at they're they're doing a story on it on local news, they're they are going to raise interest rates in March. Is that does that mean we've got a window to where to to figure out what our next game plan is, or it, or is the model just g- going to be modifiable depending on what you know as things move along? You know, and the reason why I'm asking this, and one of the reasons why I brought Elhoff in to do these segments with me, is I'm talking to people all day, every day, friends of mine that are trying to figure out, do I stay in California? Do I leave? Do I buy a home right now or do I wait? Interest rates are going up. You know, there's, you know, what do I do about buying a car right now? Because car price, you know, especially used car prices have gone up so much. So people are trying to figure out how to make decisions about today, not just about tomorrow, about, about retirement. Absolutely. And the model, that's what is best about it because we can factor in changes because listen we got risk taxes fees inflation regulation and depreciation of the dollar that if you're not doing anything but leaving it in an account all those factors that i just mentioned is eroding your wealth so you need to have and i've mentioned this before on your show the velocity of money yeah, factor. Right. You got to have a dollar doing more than just a dollar's worth of work, and that's what I help people discover. And and how and, to get a dollar. and the velocity of money is not just oh yay okay the good side of mortgage of of interest rate hikes is that you know maybe T bills or or whatever maybe the old you know. Um, 
a CD is going to start or savings may start paying an, an interest, right? I mean, um, that's not right. that's not velocity of money, <laughs> right? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not at all. Let okay. me explain it. If you got a minute, we got I can two. We got two more minutes. We, yeah, we've got two more minutes for for your segment. All right, so folks, what the velocity money is is that you put your money in the banks, and right now they pay you nothing. If it's in a savings account, a CD, or any of that, so what do they do with it? They go out and lend it to someone that's buying a car. Maybe they pay three, four percent, and then. They pay for the car. The dealer pays off his inventory loan. It goes back into the bank. The bank takes that money and pays it out again to someone that maybe is buying a home. They buy the home. The home builder pays off his building credit. They get the money back and lend it out to someone that's going to uh, take money out on a credit card and probably pay 12 15, 18% return on it. So that's the velocity of money is paying a dollar out, getting it back and putting it back to work again. That's why banks, banks can't make it on the interest that they, that they're earning. They need to put this money and deploy it out there at least five to six times. So these same, the, same so, dollar. so it's make sure I understand. So this, it's like these same dollars are just getting worked over and over and over again. You're absolutely okay. correct. AK. Is this what people are going to learn in the baby boomer dilemma movie? Well, they're going to learn part of in it. the baby boomer dilemma. What PhDs, award-winning PhDs, Nobel prize winning PhDs, how they discovered how to answer the most difficult question in the baby boomer's life is how am I going to live on my assets and have income from them? And I can tell you right now that conversations I'm having, and that's why I started doing these segments because of so many friends and family of mine that are scared out of their minds right now when they're looking at this inflation that we've got going on and we're hearing how it's going to get so much worse and the supply chain issues and then we had this world uh you know economic forum in which they're talking about what I've been warning people about uh going forward that we're all going to be rated and our access to money is going to be tied to the ESG score going forward and our ability to to you know get loans and such you can th- this is not the America of the 80s when it comes to your money people are scared to death and they're looking for advice and it needs to be from people that they trust. This segment that we do with Elhoff is, I, I don't always announce it this way, but it's the news you can use. This is for you. This is us giving you something, giving you content that you can actually use to better your life. And so if you text Elhoff, your email address he will make it possible for you to watch this movie for free and you can share it to you know as many people as you like and actually get informed. Watch it in your own home. Tell everybody, give everybody the number, Elhoff, for them to email you, uh, text you your, their email address. 619-548-0965. That's 619-548-0965. And I've been getting a lot of people requesting to see this movie. And I tell you, folks, it can change your life. Well, thank you for being willing to give them $30 <laughs> and make it possible for them <laughs> to watch it, you know, um, because that's, that's, it's not, it used, $30 used to be a tank of gas. 
Um, now it's like half a take of gas, but $30. (laughs) But thank you so much for all you do. We appreciate you so much, Elhoff. Take good care. All right. Appreciate you too, AK. Have a good one. Thanks, honey. All right. Now stay tuned because we got some uh, something Looney Tunes happening at Disney. Those topics and more. Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know, I- I'm happy to end the show on, on a-, a-, a yummy, funny story, too. Um, you know, they tell you in relationships, you got to be careful before you give an ultimatum, right? If you say it's me or the dog or it's me or your mom, right? Often frowned upon. You got to be real careful. You got to be you got to be real careful before you give, give that ultimatum. Well, Neil, <laughs> Neil Young. <laughs> and one of the reasons why you got to be careful is because you can't look you, at the numbers first, Neil. Well, you got You can't overestimate. You got it. You've got to have a clear understanding of your power and whether or not you've got the hand. Because if you think you've got the hand in the situation and you don't have the hand, like you got, you've got, you know, a, a, a pair of threes, and you're going up against somebody that that's got a full house, right? You got to be. Well, in care- the case of Joe Rogan, he had right. pretty much a straight flush. Yeah, exactly. So Neil Young goes to Spotify and he's like, "Look, it's either me or this Joe Rogan dude." <laughs> Young had six million monthly listeners. Joe Rogan on Spotify has two hundred. Million listeners, two hundred million a Let's month. Let's see, Andrew, from a business perspective, I'm Spotify. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, Spotify, as I think uh, Jenny Beth Martin was talking about last night, she was like, "Look, uh, you know, hat tip to them. This is not the first case in which they're like, look, we're about free speech here on Spotify. We're not taking anybody off.' But you know, the business had to take had to be taken into consideration. That's a thirty times spread, right?" So even um, if they weren't going to cancel just for the sake of canceling, the business part of it was pretty easy to figure right. out. But think about this for a moment. Think about the impact that Joe Rogan has. This is why they're trying to get rid of him. 200 million listeners. That's two thirds of the entire population of the United States of America. I don't know for certain, Andrea, but I think he's got the biggest following podcast wise in America. Well, he's got the biggest audience in America. There is not a cable outlet. That has that that audience not close. level, not even close. That's that's every cable news outlet combined, and they still don't have this much. the the uh, The Doctor Malone podcast that he did with Doctor Malone, and we played Rob, the clips from Robert we Malone did. last night. He was actually the creator of the mRNA uh, vaccine technology. Had forty million just the first, like when they posted it. Oh, on the initial posting, yeah, just on the initial posting. So that's why the left, like here in California, where they got to double down and try to force these shots on everybody. That's why they've got to remove the the the, uh, the monoclonal antibody treatments. That's why they're the hospitals. Well, they know are, that narrative is slipping it's, fast. It's the narrative is slipping. So the only thing that they can do is kill patients in the hospital, kill patients by denying them treatments in order to try to, conti- to continue the falsehood that everybody everybody has an equal chance of getting it and equal chance of dying from it, when it's absolutely not true. They've even lost Bill Maher. Bill, Bill Maher is like, look, from the beginning, 
This is why the, they're trying to cancel Bill Maher. He said yesterday uh, or two days ago, he he initially out the jump, he was more frightful, more frightened of the government's reaction than he was COVID itself. Wow, and that, that from Bill Maher. At, from Bill Maher. And he said that has proven to be true. And he said he went along initially. He got the shots. He says, I will not get the booster. This is done. Good for him. I'm over it. This is absolutely done. We must get back to our life. And so they are trying to contain. They've got some runners, right? They've got they've got like a, a, they've got like a, a cow that's run off, and they're trying to contain get get the cow back onto pasture, right? They've got some runners, and it's not going to work. The narrative is falling. We at, at this point, the only reason why any tyranny continues. Is because, because we is because we allow it. The the one area though where we've got to figure out how we're going to push back is what's going on in the hospitals. These protocols going on in the hospitals are all government controlled. It's happening across the country. If you go to the hospital, they are going to put you on remdesivir and put you on on a, a put you on a ventilator. And we're hearing reports all across the country that they are starving. And denying nutrition to patients, that they are keeping them from having water. Unless you get jabbed. Well, not even that, but even even if you've shown up with the shots. Really? The protocols are, um, they're at hospitals, well, we've re- reported many times in which the courts are having to force hospitals to allow doctors to come in and prescribe and, and to, you know, give ivermectin. So, you know, the hospitals is really kind of the last frontier that we've got to gain control over. And it's because the hospitals are compensated. They're paid more if somebody's being put on a ventilator. They're paid more to, to put give somebody remdesivir um, than they are if they're given ivermectin. So it's a money play for the hospitals is what it is. All right. Um, some pop culture news. Uh, Disney is getting rid Disney Paris. But you know, if it's starting Disney Paris, it's going to come here to the U.S. Disney Paris is getting rid of Minnie Mouse's iconic dress, and they're replacing it with a pantsuit. Designed by Stella McCartney. And now I'm picturing Minnie Mouse like Hillary Clinton. Right. Good look. Except it's even worse, because some of Hillary's pantsuits were kind of decent professionally. These look like pajamas. She looks like Frumpy Mouse. She looks she like really Frumpy does. Mouse. Right. This is ridiculous. They, I'm telling you, there's not an area of our lives in which the left, they, the, the battlefield is in the minds of the children. And this is why Bob Walters and I started years ago doing our education segments. But it's not just in schools now. Now it's spread out in every aspect of our society. So, so look for uh, the Minnie Mouse pantsuit to be coming to a Disney near you. And next, as we talked about before the show, might be Mickey Mouse in a dress. Think we're crazy? Yeah. Um. I had another story for you guys. I don't have time to get into it. I'll tease this out. No, I'm going to save it for tomorrow night because it's kind of crazy. And I want to get your perspective on it, Skins. It has to do with... Now, y'all... Now, I'll give it away if I tease it. Come back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.